Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Well, some of you may have um, gotten a social media uh, feed on your timeline or maybe got an email wondering uh, with the question, what does turkeys have to do with our topic today at SEC? Come find out. Well, my name is Chesney, and by the way, um, Pastor Chris, our Connections pastor, was supposed to speak today, but he got sick. So yesterday about 1 o'clock, I figured out that I was going to have to do the message, and uh, he said, now make sure you take out Tom the turkey and explain to everybody what in the world Tom the turkey has to do with what we're going to be talking about today. And i got to tell you, I have no idea. <laughs> I like turkey. It's my lunch meat of choice. Uh, when I'm making a sandwich, but uh, I'm going to do my best uh, to help you know about Tom the turkey. You know, what happened to me yesterday with Chris giving me that call, that's the second time this has happened. Now, the good thing about Chris is I got uh, at least like 18 hours notice that I was going to be speaking today. Pastor Jeff, our lead pastor, who's on a mission trip coming back tomorrow, he um, gave me one time about 13 years ago, two and a half hours notice. Uh, he came down with a stomach virus, and it was really bad, and so I had a about two and a half hours notice that I was going to be speaking. So, I don't know what it is about these guys. I think they're just lightweights or they're wimps or something, you know. And, I, I mean, like, come on, you know. Uh, it's just speaking. But, anyway, uh, Tom the turkey, uh, I, I think, you know, um, besides luncheon meat, I, I know that. Have you guys seen uh, the turkeys around here on 155 lately? Yeah. So, Tom the turkey lives usually like on farms. However, we have some wild turkeys that kind of migrate around here. But usually turkeys, what they do is just kind of hang out at farms and they get fat, right? I mean, because that's what they do. They eat, they, you know, consume the food. They kind of live on farms like with the other fowl on the farm. And that's kind of what they do. They live, they eat, and they consume. And then they get consumed, if you know what I mean, you know? And so that's kind of, I think, how I need to tie that in today is that's what we don't want to do, okay? We don't want to be just people that sit around and consume and never give back. And so um, with all the wild turkeys around 155, it reminded me here of Tom the Turkey as well. I've seen those wild turkeys stand on the interstate, or out here on the, the highway, rather, on the yellow line and just dare you to hit them. So be careful, okay, if you're out there. One day I was sitting in my office. I mean, they're like this high. They're like this tall. And so they were walking by my office. There's two of them. I think they're married. And they were walking by, and I thought, maybe they need an appointment or something. I don't know. And so uh, we don't know. So Aaron's going to come get this crazy turkey from me because I don't know what else to do with it except to say, I know, like I don't want to, you don't want to be a consumer. And so today we're going to talk about how we can give back. Today is the last message in our series called One Another. And so we're going to learn today how we can serve one another. 
And through the example of Jesus, he has shown us how to do that best. I told you when I opened this service, this series back in uh, the beginning of this month, that there was like 58 one another's in the New Testament. 58 times the New Testament mentions the words one another. There's all kind of one another's that we can do for one another, like love one another, pray for one another, greet one another. And so today we're going to be talking about how we can serve one another. Now, I don't know about you, but probably one of my favorite things about church, honestly, are the people that I serve with. Yesterday, when I found out that Pastor Chris was going to the ER, I had like a, my phone in my hand, and I was like, red alert, red alert, you know, to all my volunteers and all my leaders uh, that volunteer as well, and was like, hey, I'm going to be on stage tomorrow. We've got other staff on vacation, and so I'm going to just count on you guys to get it done. And you know what? Like 10 or 12 of them were just like, don't even worry. We got this. You worry too much. And uh, we, we're probably going to do it better than you. And honestly, they, they probably do. Because my job on Sunday mornings is to make sure that our kids' environment uh, and our check-in, our preschool, and all that kind of thing is, is a good experience for families. And they just handled it. In fact, one of our wonderful volunteers, Michelle Cato, brought me a goodie bag this morning to the back and just said, hey, we got this. And it had my favorite stuff in there like Pop-Tarts, which is so good, okay? And it's just so awesome. So volunteers, serving is so important because you find the people that are like you and enjoy doing the things that you enjoy doing. And it just makes serving God even so much richer, and it's so much fun. Here's the thing. If you take all of us staff members and give us all the stomach bug. You know what? SEC is still going to go on. But if we take all of you guys away, we're going to have to close the doors. Because you are what makes it happen around here. It's the volunteers. It's the team leaders. It's the members, those that are contributing, not just consuming every week that make it happen. Many of you, you can look in, in our, our program, and you see at the end we have four goals, four values that we think are so important. Connect, grow, serve, and share. And so, so many of you have taken share and serve and connect and grow. You've taken all those things to heart, and you show us and you model it to everyone else about how to do those things. And so today we want to focus, again, on the one that's called serve. So let's talk about three principles or three facts I think that we can learn from serving others, from serving one another. I think the first one is this. Number one, when I serve others, I become more like Jesus. When I serve others, I become more like Jesus. Can I tell you that when you serve, you are never more like him than when you're doing that. When you are serving people, when you are stepping out and, and doing things that maybe it's not very comfortable to you, whatever that is, you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving. In fact, I want to show you the kind of the opposite of what that looks like, kind of like the turkey here in this scenario. Jesus had 12 disciples, right? Well, two of them were named James and John. And so James and John were brothers, and their mom on their behalf, came and asked Jesus a question. How many of you had your mom go behind your back and ask, like, your boss <laughs> a question about, like, don't you think they deserve a raise? Have you heard these stories 
about parents going with their college-graduated kids to interviews? Have you heard about this? These kind of things are happening. And so it's not just about millennials here in 2016. No, this happened way back in the day with Jesus too. So this mom comes and asks Jesus a question. And the question that she asks on behalf of her perfect two children that are grown men is this. Jesus, when you go to heaven, can one of my boys sit next to you? <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, what? you could just imagine, you know, all the other disciples like, hey, what about me? You know, all that kind of thing. It's like school-age kids fighting over who gets to sit beside the teacher. And so Jesus kind of handles this in Matthew 20 and 25 through 28 and sort of tells us that we're not to be consumers. We're not to kind of be looking after ourselves. No, we're supposed to be doing something else. So Jesus called them to him. He said these things in Matthew 20. He says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. In other words, the leaders around here are kind of putting people down. They're kind of hard to work under. And their great ones exercise authority over them. But this is when Jesus, this is what I want you to get. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your what? And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even ask, will you, will you underline the rest of this verse? The Son of Man came not to be served, but to what? And to give his life as a ransom for many. If we are followers of Jesus Christ... The number one thing that we are to be doing is serving. Serving the members of our church family. Serving the members in our home. Serving our co-workers at work. In fact, the Greek word for Christian back in the day means little Christ. You know, when the early church began, people that were persecuting them would actually use this as a derogatory term. They would go around and basically say, you're nothing but a little Christ. In other words, all you're doing is acting like Jesus. You're just mocking Jesus. And so they were using it kind of as a jab, kind of as a derogatory term. But the early church said, you know what? You're right. We do want to be like Jesus. So call us Christian, because that's what we want to be. Little Christ, like Jesus. And so they kept it. And they adopted that name. So Jesus always modeled what it was for us to serve. And here's the thing I want you to get. Serving doesn't save you. But it does identify you with the one that does. Serving doesn't save us. Good works doesn't save us. It doesn't get us better uh, chance of going to heaven. No, Jesus saves us. Serving doesn't save us, but it does help us to identify with the one that does. And I think one of the best ways that we can do that, and this is another kind of time out here because September is sign-up month for connect groups. If you don't know what a connect group is, a connect group around here is uh, maybe 8 to 12 people, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, that meet on campus in the community and homes or just around here that get together to talk about things and topics that you're all interested in. 
So inside your program, there's a whole list, a whole catalog front and back of connect groups that you could be a part of so that you could, you could get to know people or so that you could find encouragement. Maybe you're trying to find a place to serve. A connect group is a perfect place because you're learning how to connect with people, to serve with people, to grow with people, to love people. Some people that are not like you at all. Some people that are. And so I would encourage you, today is the last day to sign up before groups begin next week. You'll have a couple of weeks maybe to get in. But I encourage you to do it. Don't miss out before they begin. And so what I need you to do is on the back of your connection card, I want you to just take that out and say, sign me up for blank group. There's a, a place for you just to fill in the leader's name. Hey, if you're new to SEC, guess what? There's a group for you. It's called New to SEC. <laughs> we are so creative. Isn't that awesome? So you don't have to start a group with like people that you, you think have maybe been in a group together for a long time. No, just start with new people. You, you have that in common. Maybe you need some help with your finances. Guess what? There's like three Financial Peace University groups that you can be a part of. Maybe you're only off on Saturdays. There's a group for you to meet on Saturdays. Maybe you're, you're a mother, you have a daughter, and you want to go to a mother-daughter group. There's one for you. I mean, there's something for everybody. So look over that list, and before you leave today, try, if you can, to let us know what group that you want to be a part of. They're so important. And we didn't invent this. Jesus did. In Acts 2, you can read all about what connect groups are and all the benefits for you. The second thing that I think that we can learn from serving one another is this. Number two, we can do great things for God's kingdom if we are willing to take the first step. So not only does serving make me like Jesus, but great things can happen if I serve out of faith. Because sometimes it's scary, right? Like sometimes I, I think because... I work in the family ministry area. That means that everything from birth to high school is my responsibility. So that's why I have such great teams of leaders and staff that help me accomplish all these great things. But I think of our people that maybe um, do check-in. And what that is is people that help make sure that kids get tags and parents get tags in order that we get the right kid to the right parent at the end of the day. If we've done that, yay, we're good. Okay? And there's a whole bunch of other cool stuff that goes in. But when a person walks up to a computer that's never done that before, you know, it's kind of scary. And so they begin to do it step by step by step. But they take a step. And then it gets easier. And then they understand what, um, what the gift of that is, of, of making a new family feel comfortable and making them feel a part of us here at SEC. We talked a lot about Peter and Peter was one of Jesus' disciples, along with James and John, that we just talked about. But he was a guy that would talk before he would think things through a lot. I mean, he did some crazy things. You can read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about all the crazy things that Peter did. And Jesus had to like, go behind him and clean it up. It was just amazing. But the thing about Peter was this. Even though he messed up a lot, he never stopped moving forward toward Jesus. He never stopped taking those steps. And so what Peter began to understand, that Jesus can take my mess and make it a message. That Peter understood that Jesus could take what he was going through, the mess that he was in, the things that were just crazy and horrible, 
and Jesus could make a message out of it, that would win thousands to him. And we would be where we are today because Peter started a great movement called the church. Peter one day was in the boat with all the other disciples. And Jesus began to appear to them walking on water. Some of you remember this account in Scripture. And Peter, before thinking, before even, you know, probably before a thought hit his brain, out of his mouth comes, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come to you. And I'm sure all the other disciples were like, are you kidding? You were so dumb. What are you doing? Peter had no idea that when he stepped out of that boat, if that water was going to hold him up or not. He had no idea. What he learned is that when he took that step, that Jesus met him there. And so I think that's what some of us have to take home with us today, is that when we take a step, Jesus will meet us there, just like he did with Peter. So now we've come to the time where Jesus is about to be crucified. And Jesus has called all of his disciples together for like one last connect group, if you will. And Jesus, again, is leading the way and taking the step of showing them how to serve. And we can pick up this account in John, the 13th chapter, and verse 4. And so this is what's happening. They're all there. It says, so when he, Jesus, got up from the table, he took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. And then he began to do the unthinkable. He began to do what only servants do. Because feet are dirty and stinky, and they've walked in dirt and through animal droppings and all that kind of thing. But Jesus took a towel and a basin, and he began to wash the, defeat, the feet of his disciples. And when Jesus came to Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing. Someday you will. No, protested Peter, you will never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And Simon Peter exclaimed, he had just made a mess, right? And Jesus was about to clean it up. And Simon Peter said, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. I'm all in with you, Jesus. I know I say things I shouldn't say. I know I say things before I think. I know I've done some crazy things. Jesus, I'm all in with you. And Jesus begins to clean up his mess. See, Peter was ready to be all in, but what maybe Peter didn't know at the time was there was another disciple in there in the same room that was about to make a mess too. In fact, he was about to make a mess so bad that he didn't think there was any hope for his mess. His name was Judas. And here's the thing, Jesus served Judas also. Jesus washed Judas' feet. Jesus took the bread and the wine, which we know is communion today, and he served it to Judas as well. And here's the thing, when you serve sometimes, you'll not get back in return what you give. Sometimes the people that you serve in your home, in your family, in your church, they might turn their back on you and they might walk away. But the good thing is that the mess is being made into a message. And the God that we serve is keeping score. 
And he knows what you've done. And he knows the things that you've, you've done when no one else is looking. And he's keeping score. And so he knows. And so, again, Judas felt there was no hope. But God took Peter's message, just like he could have Judas. But he made out of Peter's life a message. And Peter was willing to take a step through failure. And then so much as earlier in the book of Matthew, he says these things to Peter in Matthew 16 and 18. And and understand, Peter was not anything to write home about. He was all over the place. But again, Jesus spoke to what he could be. And he says this to him in Matthew 16 and 18. And he says, and now I'm going to tell you who you are. Who you really are, Peter. You're Peter, a rock. And this is the rock on which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Jesus was saying, Peter, you're a big deal. And can I tell you today, you're a big deal. That maybe you've made some mistakes in life and you don't think that you can't do it. There's nothing in church ministry or or leadership or helping people. Who are you to help people? Look at your life. But can I tell you that Jesus today is speaking to who you can be, not who you are today. He wants to take your mess and he wants to make it a message. And he wants to take the same comfort that he's giving you to help you use it to comfort other people. Today, some of you, your first step today is not maybe so much ministry in the church or serving in the church, but maybe your first step is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And today, maybe you say, you know what? I need to get back on track. And Today's the perfect day for you to do that. Inside your program, there's a prayer at the very end. It says, prayer to become a Christ follower. And today, I'm going to read that prayer. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm just going to ask you that where you are, right in your seat, you would just, as I read this prayer, you would say, God, me too. That's me, God, me too. It says this, dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust you. As the Lord and Savior of my life, please help me to turn from my sins and to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd ask you today, the only thing I would ask you is to, on the back of your connection card, on the back where it says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower today, will you just check that box? Why? So we can pray for you this week. And so we can send you some material in the mail just to help you along in your journey. Do that for us so we can pray for you. Well, John 13, Jesus continues, we continue this account in this private upper room where Jesus is with all his disciples. And this is what happens. After Jesus washing their feet, Jesus put on his robe again, and he sat down, and he asked a question. Do you understand what I was doing? And maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't understand how the person who they felt like was king from heaven should be washing their feet. I mean, Peter obviously protested just moments before. He didn't understand this. But Jesus is setting the example and he's saying, Look, what I've done for you, I need you to do for others. Now, am I asking you to start a ministry here at SEC? 
of washing people's feet when they come in the door? No. I would not join that ministry. I think feet are gross. That's not an option for me. But can I tell you that ministry sometimes can be a little bit messy? You know why? Because people are involved. You and I are involved. I don't know about you, but I don't have it all together. And sometimes people have to put up with a lot to be around me. And I'm sure it's that way for you sometimes. But again, God will take our mess. He'll make it our message. And he'll make it our ministry. Now, I think number three, the third thing that we can learn today, is that serving others means leaving my comfort zone. I hate leaving my comfort zone. Don't you? I mean, don't you like the routine? I do. Some of you are like, Peter, you're all over the place like variety. I'm married variety, and so I get it. But I, it's not me. I like to know what I'm doing, plan it out. I don't like surprises. I like comfort and routine. But sometimes God requires of us to step out of our comfort zone. There are two people that were in my connect group last semester. And they both joined the greeter team, which was so funny because neither of them are really like to be around people. And so one said, I was so scared because I've, I knew that when, because when you go to membership, ministry and serving is what activates your membership. And he's like, I wanted to serve. I was so excited, but I was so scared. And he's like, I, I was a greeter. And he's like, now, like, you know, Three months later, my wife is dragging me out of the church because I want to keep talking to people. Another girl was on the phone with last week. She goes, Miss Diane, our greeter leader, who is fantastic. We love Miss Diane so much. She asks me sometimes to fill in when others are on vacation. And I get so nervous. And I don't know what to say to people. I just smile and hand them a, a, a program and that's about it but she said I've done it three or four times and it gets easier and now I'm enjoying it more these may seem like small things to some of us you're like man handing out a program is nothing but to some people that's huge and the point is not to compare but to ask yourself the question what is it that God is asking you to do what is he asking you to do Jesus goes on to kind of answer this question, do you understand what I'm doing a little bit more? In John 13, 15 through 17. And he says this, I want you to underline this first sentence. He says, I have given you an example to follow. Will you underline that? This is what he's done to these disciples. He served them. He took up the towel. He wants us to do that too. And he goes on to say, do as I've done to you. I tell you the truth, servants are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. And this last part is key. Watch this. Now that you know these things, God will what? How many of you like to be blessed by God? I mean, right? I'm always, every time I see in Scripture, God will bless you if, I'm always looking for what do I have to do. Because I like to be blessed. And so he says, God will bless you for doing them. For doing these things that I just showed you, Jesus said. I want to talk about getting out of your comfort zone. Miss Yvette 
only been at SEC for three months. She's in the army, in the military. I hear she's almost like a ninja. She could like karate chop you or something and take you out. I don't know if that's true, but I don't want to find out. Miss Yvette went to membership after just being at SEC for two months. She didn't know anyone, but she thought that'll be a good place to uh, get to know some people. It's called Discovering SEC. That's our class. She went, and again, as I mentioned before, you know, activating your membership means serving. She's like, I need to serve because I want to get to know people. She signed up for our media team, and she serves in our booth on her rotation. A couple of weeks ago, one of our leaders, our, our leader over the, the media booth, sent her the schedule, and she saw there was a vacancy. And she said, hey, I see there's a spot that nobody's here. There, you know, put me there to serve for that week. And the leader said, no, no, you don't understand. If you serve there, you'll have to serve the next week too because you're kind of on the first week of the month. And she said, it doesn't matter. You've got other things you need to be doing. Let me do that for you. Wow. One step led to another, led to another, out of her comfort zone every time. And what a servant's heart. There's story after story of people sitting in this room, things that you guys do that help ministry go forward. So I want to ask you, you know what? On the back of your connection card, there's one more step. And it says, I'm choosing to go beyond my comfort zone and stop, start serving. And I want to ask you, will you do that? Will you stand at the door and hand out a program? Will you help someone find a seat? Will you rock a baby? Will you play with a toddler that loves to climb all over the place but loves to come to church? Will you be a mentor to a student or a kid in a connect group? Will you maybe hang out with a special needs student so their parents can have 65 minutes of peace like Pastor Jeff talked about last week? Will you be a connect group leader? Maybe you're serving once a month and you say, you know what, God's prompting me to serve twice. I'll do it twice. You need to tell your ministry leader. Maybe you're serving twice, and you know what? God's saying, you need to step it up a little bit. Maybe you're on a team, and God's saying, you're a leader. You need to be leading. Maybe you're not doing anything. And he just says, take a step. Because look, it's not about comparing yourself to other people. It's about what God wants you to do. I want to tell you something. I want you to know I'm saying this in love. But if you've been here for two or more years and you're not serving, there's not a lot more growth that can happen until you start living out what God has taught you and what you know. We have to start living out what we know in order to grow. And there's no faster way to grow than to be in ministry and to serve. And so I want to encourage you to do that. There's gifts sitting in this room that are not tapped into because you've not taken that step. And so inside your program, again, there's a half sheet of a lot of opportunities. You could take this home, bring it back next week. Maybe you know right away what you want to do. Slip it in the offering at the end of service. Maybe you have no idea and you just want to write, help me on there. We will help you find what it is that God has gifted. Not what we need, what God has gifted you to do. I hope that you'll do that. Well, Paul kind of closes this out in Galatians 5 and 13. And he says, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. 
Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity to indulge in your flesh. But through love, what are those last three words? Serve one another. A few years ago, I was the student pastor here at this church. And Pastor Chris, who's supposed to be speaking today, but he's sick. And we're praying for him to get better. He was in my youth group, which really ages me. And I hate to even say those words. He was like 13 or 14 at the time. And we were going on a youth retreat. And when we got there, he got sick. Go figure. We were excited because Universal Studios in Orlando had just opened. I mean, that's how long ago this was. And we were so excited. And I had volunteers on that trip. I paid their way out of their own pocket, taking time off work to go. And he tried. Poor Chris, he tried. I remember him getting off the van, and he was just so sick. He couldn't do it. He wanted to. We had to put him and a volunteer in a taxi and drive them back to the hotel. And volunteers over that weekend took time sitting with him in a hotel room, holding his head as he was sick all weekend. See, when we give up ourselves for other people, God always takes care of us. He always meets our needs. I would encourage you today, don't leave here today without something that you can do. What has God called you to do in serving? I pray that you'll take that step today. Get out of your comfort zone and understand that you're never more like Jesus than when you serve. God will take your mess. He'll make it a message. Would you stand? Let's pray together. God, we love you. I'm so honored to stand here today to speak to the most wonderful group of people in all the world. And I pray today, Lord, as, as God, you've gifted all of us in some way to serve. Jesus, help us to have the faith of Peter to step out. Jesus, help us to have your servant's heart to be willing to just step into once a month serving or, or twice a month serving or whatever you're calling us to do to serve in our homes, to serve at work, to serve in our church, to serve the body of Christ, one another, your family. Thank you for those that gave their life to you today, those that took that next step. Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you continue to be with them this week and make your presence known. Lord, we ask that you keep our lead pastor and the team coming home from Nicaragua tomorrow on this mission trip. We ask that you heal Pastor Chris. And God, I thank you for this wonderful group of people that I get to serve with. Help us to lead and be led by you. Help us to step out where your spirit takes us. And we know, Jesus, that you will meet us there. And it's in your name that we pray. And we can all say together, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.